back to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry. Here's Mulberry Lane. Well, rarely do you read that book that is both raw in its honesty and hopeful in the midst of despair. From addiction, emergency rooms, mental wards, denial, acceptance, and faith, The Unbreakable Boy is a story of fatherhood and growing up. It chronicles the life of the author, Scott Lorette, his wife, Teresa, raising their son, Austin, who is both autistic and has brittle bone disease. And you're hearing from the author of that book right now, Scott Lorette, here on the Mulberry Lane Show as we continue our conversation. People ask about the hat on the cover of the book, the jester hat, and it's an element of the story. It's a key element. That just happens to be the most popular one. But when he puts a hat on, it's something about him. When, when we had pictures taken, Kim photography, uh-huh. she put a hat on him. She put the jester hat on him. And five minutes later, she came up to me and she said, wow, what, what happened? He put the hat on in his personality changed. And there's just something about hats that bring him down, that calm him down, that make him feel at ease. Mm-hmm. A theme in the story as well. Now, as a dad, you know, he was your firstborn son. Along with brittle bone disease, there were multiple times he's been in the hospital for broken bones and all of that, mm-hmm. plus dealing with the autism. You kind of had to give up on societal norms and perceptions and embrace your son completely for who he is. What advice do you have for a parent maybe starting out on a journey like this, what would you tell them? Well, I think, I think the biggest issue is, for example, and as you know, for many years, you say my firstborn son, I, I couldn't see anything wrong with him. Mm-hmm. And for years, I believed he'll grow up and grow out of it. Okay. And I've even caught myself over the last few years just thinking, as he gets older, and, and to an extent, though, he actually, he is. Some things, he's maturing, and he, uh-huh. it's just, uh, there's certain things that, that will always be be there with Austin. But uh, what I would say to your question, though, is denial is a really hard thing. Mm-hmm. Teresa, she was way ahead of me okay. in that regard. And as soon as I opened my eyes, it, it, everything changed for me, obviously, regarding my son. Okay. But I think that parents, you know, they say that the families with special needs, the divorce rate's incredibly high. Yes. Like 80%. I mean, I don't know what the numbers are, mm-hmm. but they're incredibly high. And it's usually, it's usually the father that leaves. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a testament to Teresa and myself, I guess. Yeah, sure. absolutely. 20 years and three weeks. Uh-huh. Right. Just embrace everything and embrace what your child loves to do because, Austin, there's two or three things he loves to do in the world. And he's living his dream right now. He's in school. He's going to culinary school. Okay. And there's not a lot of 19-year-olds, I think, that can tell you today that they're currently living, living their, dream. their dream. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's true. Autism is better understood now, to a certain degree, right. than when Austin was little. Where do we need to go as a society? Well, that, that's not an easy question because although it's understood, I think it's, I think it's better said that it's, there's more exposure to it uh-huh. and people, people know more, more of it. Yeah. But what it is, I, I, I'm not so sure we understand exactly. I mean, there's the social issues and the physiological and the verbal. Those three things are all present in any type of autistic that's out there, whether it's Asperger's or true autism or Rett syndrome or whatever, but there's, there's still a long way to go. Okay. You know, you're wearing a pink hat, mm-hmm. Allie, you yes. know, for breast cancer awareness. Huge exposure mm-hmm. in the world to breast cancer awareness. Mm-hmm. And we, of course, have the blue puzzle pin for autism, but the thing is, I think we still have a long way to go. A lot of folks know about the word autism, yeah. but I bet most folks can't tell you exactly. Give me a one-sentence answer of what is autism. 
unless they have a child, they wouldn't be able to, I think. That, right. And mm-hmm. at the same time, I think it's fair, though, because I don't know all that I need to know about Down syndrome. Right. Because it's, it's not part of my wheelhouse. Right. I'm not mm-hmm. living it. It's a tough one, advocacy and awareness. You're hearing about the book, The Unbreakable Boy, by our guest today, the author of that book, Scott Lorette. He's right here on the Mulberry Lane Show. There are a lot of autistic kids in school. And what advice would you give to the parents who have kids that attend school with kids that are autistic? I think include them and embrace them for for what they are. On the flip side of that, though, for the parents with the autistic child is to immerse them in everything. Okay. Absolutely. Mainstream them as much as you can. Yeah. And I, I think one of the reasons why Austin is, is as social and verbal as he is is because, especially Teresa, but we both have inserted Austin into every single thing we could and tried to have him in everything as mainstream as possible. Okay. All the time. A lot of activities? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Come little up. And then your other son, Logan. Right. Now he's turned out very successful as well. Yes. How has that journey been on him? I think over the last year or so, we've really kind of started to understand and see exactly how that has played out. And we're still seeing it, of course, but he's, he's as mature and composed a 17-year-old young man as, as you will, will meet. And he's just a good person. He's a good Christian. He's, his faith is, and I said this before, but uh, I aspire to have the walk that he's having with his faith in my own. It's just awesome. He's mm-hmm. committed to college already. He's going to run in college. And uh, wow. he wants to coach. He, I think he's leaning towards physical therapy. Okay. Final question. Faith is a huge component of the book. So just talk briefly about how your walk with faith has changed from the beginning of the book to the end. From the beginning of the book? Well, okay, I guess that's two-part answer. Okay. I was a typical kid who left high school, went to college, and dropped God. Okay. I think it's, a, it's an enormous issue that society sees today, where mm-hmm. the kids are mm-hmm. you know, forced to go to, I guess forced is the right word, mm-hmm. and then they go off to college and it's gone. Yeah. It's history. But uh, I think for me it would be my, uh, that turning point in chapter 20, mm-hmm. where I, you know, two, two things happened. You know, I, I kind of turned my life around on a specific instance, a, a given night that was one of the most horrible nights of my life. But at the same time, that uh, enabled me to reintroduce my higher power to myself. Okay. And so you've got sobriety and, and my faith, which are just two things that are inexorably linked to each other. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again, that if, if either of them were to fail, the other would follow. Uh-huh. So it's, it's an absolute for me. The reception of the book has been very positive. You've been getting a lot of feedback. So what's next? As Susie, my, my mentor, would, would say, it's, it's the long game. Yeah. You know, your book is, is something that's been out for less than two weeks. So uh, there's a lot of things like this planned huh. uh, from you know, a lot of the Publicity appearances and, and PR and whatnot. And it's exciting. It's, every step of the way is new. You, know, you guys were one of the first shows I was on, what, a year or so ago? Yeah. Okay. So a lot of this has happened. You know, I went out to Nashville last week and met all the folks at HarperCollins and was on the uh, Christian Broadcasting Okay. Station or whatever it's called. And uh, we've got a lot of other stuff planned, but it's super exciting. Uh-huh. You know. I bet. Now, what does Austin think about the book? Uh, he's my biggest cheerleader. Okay. But other than that, you know, he's very similar to what Logan, you know, what Logan would say about the book. Someone asked Logan the other day if he'd read the book, and he said, 
I read 10 pages and got bored. <laughs> and, uh, and, and no, he, he was kidding, but he was really sincere at the same time because he, he lives it. You know, he he's lives in the it. middle of yeah. it. Right. Like, he's whatever. Like, I, I, I lived it. I know what it is. Yeah. I know the story. I know, yeah. I know what happens. All right. So, well, Scott, we want to thank you for joining us today and bringing this book. And it seems like you're helping and touching a lot of lives. Thank you. And, they, and you asked me earlier, they can get it anywhere. That's pretty it's, cool. You know, locally, uh, Barnes & Noble, Bookworm, Divine Truth, Parables, online, anywhere. Uh, anywhere Target. you can buy books is what the folks at HarperCollins would want me to say. Okay. okay. Beautiful story. Thank you. Thank you. That was author and dad, Scott Lorette. Pick up his book, The Unbreakable Boy, at bookstores everywhere. So, what does camel milk vodka sound like to you? Well, you're going to hear about that and a bunch of other exotic drinks when you meet Jack Maxwell. Now, he's the host of a brand new show on the Travel Channel called Booze Traveler, which premieres Monday night at 9 p.m. This show takes Jack all over the world drinking exotic cocktails with people in Turkey, Mongolia, Iceland, Australia. And you will find out that cocktails are made from very interesting things. And sitting down for a drink has a way of bringing people together. Jack Maxwell, up next on the Mulberry Lane Show. Yeah!